0: Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast in which today I'm joined by somebody who I believe, William, you're in the UK at the moment. I I, I was asking whereabouts you were but I think we were in the transition between Zoom and, and here. But today, listeners, we have uh, William Bust who mentors business leaders specialising in guiding his clients along the journey to mastery. He helps them to develop a deep understanding of their business and, most importantly, where they want it to be. This clarity allows them to stand out and he goes further by working with his clients to develop masterful strategies. Uh, William is a director and fellow of the Professional Speaking Association. That sounds very formal. Uh, And William speaks to business audiences about intentional mastery. Uh, William is also a keen photographer, skier, I've just come back from a week skiing last week, Uh, and walker, so where we've got a few things in common there, apart from I'm not a photographer, Uh, and these interests listeners provide him with insights into business and life, which William passes on to others through his writing and speaking, allowing them to continue their journey to mastery. So lots of use of the word mastery in there, listeners, so I know we're in for a real treat today. William, glad to have you on
1: today's podcast. Uh, and Simon, a delight to be here too. And you're right, I am in. I am in the UK. I live uh, in between Newbury and Oxford in a village called Compton.
0: Ah, okay. Well, you're probably what
1: two two and a half hours away from
0: me. I'm just north of Newark, so uh, yeah. not not too yeah. far away. Yeah, I should yeah. be heading down that way in a few uh, weeks' time. Probably a bit further, just heading over to the Cotswolds. So that'll be a nice nice trip down there in a few weeks' time. Lovely part of the world. Enjoy that. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, love it. So uh, let's get it started with talking about the coffee that we're drinking. Now, listeners, I do have a confession to make. and I was telling William about this just before we started the recording. I uh, had a bit of a rough night last night uh, and spent quite a bit of time in uh, emergency uh, hospital. So today, listeners, unfortunately, I'm drinking some warm water because at the moment that's all my stomach can handle. And I think coffee would antagonise the uh, inflamed intestine which is what it was found out to be that I've got. So listeners for this episode you're going to have to forgive me I'm drinking warm water Uh, but William tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking and particularly about the mug that you're drinking it from.
1: So yeah thanks uh, Simon. So I'm drinking um, a ready brewed coffee this morning from grounds that, uh, that I made a little while ago and I use a a thermos mask. It's called 720 degree, um, (laughs) if anybody wants to buy one, because it keeps my coffee hot for a a long time. I mean, literally hours, three to four hours. Um, And uh, uh, partly I do that because I don't want to drink too much coffee. So I can sip it through the day and enjoy the flavour without getting too much caffeine and uh, all of those other things that uh, too much coffee can do for us. Yeah. But the, um, the the mug is interesting because um, I bought my partner one as well and we kept muddling them up and she doesn't drink the coffee <laughs> I drink and so on. So I put a, a sticker on hers which says mine. Um, right. so okay. There's, there's one that says mine and mine says on it, not yours. <laughs> not yours. <laughs> so that's our Love little joke house so um you know, whose mug have you got? Well I haven't it's
0: not yours. Which means yeah. it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. wow that oh, yes, anyway you time. listeners, but that, <laughs> that's too much thinking over a jug of coffee. But it's interesting, I mean and I'll hold it up to the camera here. I've I've got a similar sort of uh thermos flask that I use, which is uh by kitchen aid. Yeah, you know, always open to sponsorship, aren't we? On these kind of things. Um but I, I love this thing. It actually comes in a Coffee brewing machine as a, as so you put your your grounds in uh, you know your your coffee in the top in the filter and then it filters one flask of this and like you I have two but I don't share it with anybody else but I have one in which I put my coffee every morning and throughout the day because exactly the same reason you sipping it but I also have one that I put my honey and lemon in in the morning so first thing in the morning I have a honey and lemon. I put it in this, and it keeps it hot for five or six hours. And when it goes cold, it still doesn't taste too bad. But I have the opposite problem of I have to sniff it to see which one's had honey in it <laughs> and which one's got coffee because I put honey in water in the coffee one, oh, it tastes horrible because it really oh, does... The coffee clings to the mug, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah, and I only use this mug for coffee. And, uh, you know, my uh, my partner he only uses hers for tea for that reason because they, they, they yeah. just... Gradually absorb a little bit of the flavour, and you put the wrong drink in. Yeah, you can yeah, tell. spoils it. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And, and I suppose this this leads very nicely on to mastery. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, being pedantic about which mugs we use and mine and not yours, and coffee and one and honey. You know, um, you, I used the word mastery quite a bit in the introduction. Uh, why the focus for you on mastery, and particularly that intentional mastery?
1: I, it's, uh, it's been part of really my thinking for the best part of 20 years, uh, Simon, as that has developed over time. Um, and really because I, I work with business owners, people running their own businesses who are uh, you know, quite often juggling a number of skills and a number of uh, you know, balls in the air around finance and sales and all those things that we have to do when we're running a business and it would be crazy to think that we could be the you know the very best at all of them. Um, Most of the people I've worked with started their business because they are really good at something Um, you know some specific skill that they've honed and developed that they're passionate about you know it might be publishing it might be coaching it might be accountancy it doesn't matter what it is that there's one thing that they're in that business to do but they still have to do all those other things and what i learned through working with them and thinking about the whole journey through expertise into mastery is that the businesses that are most successful the owners really work hard on honing that one thing they do so they become the very best at it and in doing that they also narrow down the area that they work in that field so you know coaches don't coach across everything they coach in a specialism um you wouldn't you know you wouldn't find um a football coach who's you know in the premier league training a football team getting up one day and going oh i think i'll do i think i'll do rugby today you know because they've they've narrowed the skill down to the point where they know what they need to know about that narrow area at a very great level of detail and generally speaking, you only achieve that if you're really intentional about it. Um, okay. So there are lots of businesses out there that I would call you know, practitioner businesses. Um, it's probably worth me very quickly stepping through the journey of mastery. I can take people who know nothing about what they want to do as explorers. I call them the, you know, right at right. the beginning of As yep. the, They're seeking knowledge. As they get that knowledge, they start to develop some skill. Um, but they're still making lots of mistakes. They're novices. Um, yeah. and I'm sure there are all things that we, you know, do in our lives that we're not very good at. I keep trying to learn to play the piano and I'm definitely <laughs> a novice. You know, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Nobody should listen to it really, apart from me. Um, then they develop. you hone the skill, you become a practitioner. And, uh, in business sense, those are you know, people who know, they know what to do, because they've honed the skill and they've got the knowledge they haven't necessarily got an enormous amount of experience in it and for business owners that's where all those other tasks tend to sit they tend to be okay enough at marketing good enough at the finance but their prime purpose is to do the bit that they're passionate about so you know, getting to practitioner level is is fine, and sometimes some areas of your business you'll stop there because that's all you need to be able to do. As you get experience, though, you become more expert, and it's no coincidence that experienced and expert have a similar root in language. Correct. Yeah. And the uh, the experts, you know, become well known for for what they are good at, but then. This is where the intentionality comes in, because all the way up to expert, we've been filling in something that's missing, something that we didn't have knowledge, or we didn't have a honed skill, or we didn't have the experience, so we've, we've been gathering all of that to get to this expert level. But to go on another level and become the master of what you do, you, you start instead of looking to fill in a gap, you start appreciating everything that you've Come across in your life, and how does it apply in the thing that you're passionate about? How can you use learning from baking a cake in coaching? Yeah. You know, it's a kind of crazy example, but I think yeah. there are that we can take across from one of those things to another. And the masters are looking at that narrow area of expertise and saying, "What else can I bring to that from all of my other experience in life?" And it's mastery is very much about you as the individual it's about identity who you are as much as it is about what you do interesting yeah so and and to take that step you really do have to be intentional you have to say okay what else can I do where can I find more experience that I can draw on where can I find the not the extra knowledge who else because I don't believe you can do this alone either you know who else is in my market doing what I do that I can learn from or work with to to support and help and grow together. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the journey, and uh, you know I think it's the intentionality part of it is really really important. You know it, without that it just won't happen. You, you might get to expert without being in completely intentional about it, but to go beyond that. Um, yeah. So takes so that. we. I-
0: We can become an expert, can't we, by doing the 10,000 hours. We can do it over and over and over enough. Uh, And and I'm glad you you gave us that explanation. So thanks, William, for that. Because I'm sure, listeners, as as I was, I was thinking, okay, what is that clear definition between an expert and mastery? Because I think a lot of people put them together. When they they feel they're an expert, they say, I've mastered it. Well, actually, mastery is definitely something different. I'm completely with you on that and and it's it is that what else you bring so I think you're giving us a great definition that separates that because I think many of us we see the two as the same destination Uh, and you know it's probably uh, I don't know whether you agree with this William but it you know it might not for some be that much of us a step from expert to mastery but for some it's quite a leap as well Uh, and I suppose for everybody as you say as an individual Every person has an individual gap between expert and mastery as well is, is that
1: what you find when you're working with business owners yeah very much so and I think uh, also this isn't a, this isn't a destination uh, mm. mastery is, is' not like okay I've, I've got there I've mastered it and, I, and you're right I do hear people saying that yeah and actually hearing somebody say they've mastered something probably says that they haven't. Um, because they they think they've got to a destination, and I um, you know I've been taking photographs for forty years, um, you know I'm I'm some of my work has been sold commercially, some of it's been used uh, by the media and national press and so on. So you know, am I a good photographer? Yeah, for sure. Am I a master photographer? Well, it's not really for me to say. Either you like my photographs or you don't. That's that's fine. But what I know is. I'm still getting better and I'm still yeah. working hard at what else can I do what else can I learn what else can I add to that hobby because I enjoy it and the same thing with my mentoring work with with businesses you know my clients tell me that the thing that I do best is ask them questions that mm. really make them think and get you know to the nub of the issue very quickly so they can uh, Question themselves and, and learn about themselves and develop that stepping towards mastery themselves. Yeah. So that questioning skill, I'm constantly working on that as well. I want to get make that even better than it already is. Um, and I think that's really important that people you know don't view it as a destination. This is the work of a lifetime, um, and and it's a really enjoyable journey when you yeah. view it.
0: Yeah. And and it's interesting because I think you said something very important there that uh, certainly for me resonates that as an expert, you know, a lot of people. And I've I met somebody in London um, last year who is very good at getting people into awards and winning awards. Mm. Um, Donna O'Toole. And I think you can be recognized quite easily as an expert because there will be awards. They will be. Uh, recognition by associations and, and all other kinds of, of things and benchmarks, certifications, accreditations, things like that. Uh, but you said there about your photography, you know, how do you judge whether you're in that mastery stage? So, for those that are listening who perhaps think, okay, I, I feel I've gone to practitioner, and I think most people will, will relate exactly to they're either there or have been there. Uh, but perhaps have put the hours in to to become an expert, and they've stepped up their skills, etc. But how do they know that actually they are in that mastery section? You know, because you said there, you know, who are you to judge that? You know, who does judge it then? You know, how, how does you know how how does that work? Because I think that's probably something that people will sit there thinking, am I or aren't
1: I in, in it? So I I know from our it's a great question Simon but I know from our conversation before we started the podcast that you have an ambition to bring onto the podcast some uh, people who uh, stand out in their markets that are well known globally uh, for what they do uh, and who are explaining and sharing and building knowledge in a narrow area of expertise you know people like Tony Robbins, Brendan Bouchard, so on, who you know, are well-known around the world for what they do. You don't really get well-known around the world for being an expert because mm. you're in a city many. Um, That kind of global awareness is one route to say that you're a master. And I say one route because not everybody who's a master of something is, is going to become globally known, but it's one way that you can measure it yeah when we look at some of the um, and we can all have an opinion about the kind of awards that were, the New year honours list and so on in the UK <laughs> but buried in that list there are always people who have been nominated in their local area for having you know gone way beyond uh, what the rest of the world would be prepared to do to yeah. support either you know sp- disabled children or whatever their particular cause is. And I think those people too, being recognized, not just by their peers, but nationally recognized for the work they're doing, often work that they've done commercially, not done for personal reward, but done for others. And I think that too is another sign of somebody who is, you know, mastering what they do for the benefit of other people. So that's another way. And, and I'm not saying those are the only two ways either. I think, you know, it's that recognition in some form by the market that you're in, by the people who grant awards, that there's something special about you. And I yeah. think we know it when we meet them, don't we? We, we, we see we, that. We something. do,
0: we do. And I, and I think, you know, as as you were talking there, William, the thing I realized is that, you know, if, if I'm an expert, and I'm going for awards, let's use that as an example, it's me that's going for the awards. It's almost a contradiction of the intentional, really. Because if I'm an expert, it's me that's putting myself forward very often. You might occasionally get a client who will put you forward for an award or something like that. But I think as soon as people start, you mentioned there the honours list, as soon as somebody behind your back without you knowing puts you yeah. forward for recognition that it that it happens not by you um being on a pedestal but by the great work that you do by the great content that you write in books and we'll talk about your book a little bit later on you know when you get renowned without having to push to be renowned then i think again i think that's a great uh, definition of, of mastery as well isn't it and uh, it's yeah. it's very much almost everybody's doing it behind your back without you
1: knowing uh, I it, think it back, is that's when it's really that's when you know it works really well um i think it's it's that thing that people say about you and about your skills and experience when you're not there yeah what they say to you when you are there that that's the yeah. real measure of that yeah yeah Now i like that
0: that's good so yeah. Um, you've you've got your business obviously mentoring business leaders and guiding clients on this journey to mastery um what's been something significant or something that's been the latest thing that you've been working on in your own business
1: well a couple of things actually if I, if, I, if you can indulge me in a couple um firstly yeah, yeah, absolutely in the uh, in the context of the professional speaking that I do uh, which she kindly mentioned in the introduction um, I've I've gone out and sought what I think is one of the best uh, critiquers of public speaking uh, in the yeah. country a chap called Steve Bustin uh, and I'm working with him so he's uh, listening to talks that I do seeing video of talks that I do and feeding back to me uh, the things that he, th- he thinks that I should, uh, be working on to improve it. Right, and and that's the, you know the perfect example. His skill is not to deliver my talk. His skill is critiquing it. And you know I, gotcha. I think there's a difference between critique and feedback. Um, yeah. you know feed, feedback tells you where, what somebody's view is. Critique is very much about not just sharing the view of what you did, but also, Working with you to find resolution to uh, those areas that are not as strong as as they could be. Yeah. So he's not necessarily imposing his way on me, he's sharing his way so that we can then work out our way, if that makes sense. And well, that to like me, that. Yep. a piece of mastery. Um, so that's one area. Um, also, recently I worked with a um, a training company. They worked globally. Um, it was a family business and for various reasons the family was stepping back from that business and putting in a new management team um, before the business was either sold or there was a management buyout. Um, and I worked with the four of them in the new management team. They'd never worked together before they came together within, in this company. Wow. Um, and they had never led a business so they'd all had fairly senior jobs in similar companies some of them were within the company I was working with already um, and others were brought in quite recently and so my role was to facilitate both them developing uh, their individual mastery so I was working with each of them one-to-one but I was also working with them collectively so that we could build a team that really understood their individual skills, what they all brought to the party, um, and looking at what they were um, practitioners, experts, and masters in, so that we could design the way to to share the workout between them to get the very best uh, outcome for the business. Right, um, and that, that was, you know, it was a really fun piece of work to do. Yeah. And uh, worked really well. So those four people now run that business as a subsidiary. It has been sold from the family into uh, another organization and they're running it as a subsidiary of that organization. So, you know, really successful outcome uh, from, you know, about took about six months of working with them to do that um, in, uh, you know, say a variety of ways, one-to-one as a group. So that was, uh, that was really good. I'm really pleased with the outcome. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the
0: TV series where they had individual singers, I don't know if it was Pop Idol or something like that, but they brought individuals together, put them into a uh, a band, I think it's where like Girls allowed and other bands, you know um, show my age now a little bit, but uh, came to fruition, but it's very difficult isn't it when you put people like that together because particularly they haven't worked together before. And I think, you know, that that's one of the most difficult things out there is to work with people who have different dynamics, different personalities, different profiles, different skills. Um, So, yeah, I can imagine that being really enjoyable work and to good success with the sounds of it as well. So great. And what what kind of difference has having that critique on the public speaking? What kind of difference has that made
1: to you, do you think? Uh. Well, a few things. Um, firstly, I'm, my storytelling, uh, I think, has improved. I've still got a lot of work to do on that. Um, but, right. uh, but one of the you know one of the bits of critique uh, that I was given early on was that whilst I was telling stories, and I've told a few this morning to illustrate um, yeah. some of the things that that we're doing, there wasn't enough colour to them. So I wasn't giving the kind of smells and tastes and views and you know what the sky was like this is again as an example of how mastery brings in the experience across a whole variety of things what i brought to my storytelling was some of the lessons that i've learned from my photography Um, and thinking about not just what's the subject of this story that i'm telling but let's paint the picture let's put everything in the frame in the frame um and so the the analogies that I've been able to draw from one part of my life to support the things that I want to master in my life uh has been fascinating
0: yeah and I, and I know you know uh, we'll talk about the the book uh, Intentional Mastery in a, in a moment and you reminded me there one of my favorite uh, fictional authors is Harlan Coburn and one of the things I like about uh, his books is, as you just said there, when somebody walks into the room, he just doesn't say, Joe walked into the room. He describes the room. He describes the, the light level, the smell, the, you know, the texture of the carpet. Yeah. And I think as business people, when we present, we don't do that enough, do we? We don't set that, that full picture, as you said, uh, quite often enough. Uh, I went down to see Daniel Priestley back um, at the end of 2022 and he had a couple of really good presenters. One of them has been a uh, a guest on here, Seb Bates, Sebastian Bates. And there was another guy there who did a 45-minute presentation with no slides whatsoever. Uh, The first person came on, it was lots of slides, lots of images. This guy came on 45 minutes, but the way he put you into the scene... You can almost feel it around you. It was like you were the only person in the room that he was talking to and everything he was saying was around you. And I think that's a real gift of, of a good presenter, isn't it? So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you've got some critique on that and working on that because that does make
1: a huge difference. So, you know, it's, uh, we're all works in progress, aren't we? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things is to just keep working on it and looking at what what are the other things in my life that I could be better at that would make a difference to what I do yeah um, yeah
0: so i mentioned the book a couple of times tell us a little bit um about the book and how that came about because that obviously must bring the work that you do along with the you know the presenting that you do as well just give us a bit of a uh,
1: an idea of how the book came about and where we can get our hands on it uh, yeah i had uh, i had a Birthday a few years ago now, with one of those big ones with an O on the end. Uh, yeah. And at, uh, at dinner in the evening on that day, I made foolishly made the commitment that one of the things that I wanted to do was to, as I said then, write it down. Um, yeah. I didn't define really what it was or what writing it down really meant, but that was the birth of the idea of, of writing the book. And I learned a lot by writing the book. Uh, I learned a lot about my me and Part of that was about the storytelling aspect as well. Um, sure. I, I, my first draft was quite dry, it was a bit of a manual really and I yeah. rewrote uh, the majority of it to put more of me in it, to put more stories, to make it more of a um, an, an easier read, something that people could, uh, you know, see themselves in um, yeah. through my work um, and I, really what I wanted to do was to, to share this message that, you know, being intentional um in your own journey in developing yourself as an individual uh, as a human being is as important as building the business and working hard on the business and if you put the two side by side and together that's when businesses really fly and really seem to take I off completely agree yeah um, so the book's in three sections um, the first section really talks about the journey of mastery that we've talked about already in the podcast The middle section is about the strategies that I see uh, businesses who are masterful really focusing on. There's five of those. Um, They all begin with an S because I like the alliteration. So um, I talk talk about skills, um, talk about sales and signposting. So those are the pieces that I think every business has to have that work well. Um, They've got to sell stuff. In order to sell stuff, we need to signpost people to know what we do and uh, we need to be delivering what we do with great skill. Um, So we need strategies for those. fourth strategy is around systems and that's really about building consistency into the business so people know what to expect but with a great system they get that expectation met consistently time after time. So those are the four business skills but the last and the most important skill I think you need a strategy for is yourself you the business owner thinking about your um, emotional awareness your mental resilience and your physical well-being and you know I, you mentioned earlier that you were um, in hospital last night and I you know would urge you to take as much rest as you need I'm really grateful Absolutely. Old. Yep. You know looking after ourselves and making sure that we're fit and healthy and Able to cope with what the world throws at us, and boy, does it throw some stuff at us from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I completely complain. agree. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the middle section, looking at the strategic side of this, and then the the last section I call mastering joy, uh, which is really all about taking all of that learning and and turning it to make your life as the business owner the most joyful that it can be. Delivering what you do well, loving what you do well as well, and delivering it with Passion and joy um, that others will then seek out. Because why would we work with somebody who was unhappy when we can work with somebody yeah. who absolutely loves what they do? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and it, and it never is a good ending, isn't it? When you when you don't get that final step of, of mastery in place, and you know you see so many uh, people in in acting, in particular, uh, and celebrities who perhaps really have gone. From expert to mastery but they miss that enjoyment they miss that fulfillment side of it uh, and you know it it never ends that that well it either ends in broken relationships broken careers or some you know even taking their own lives which you know is is something that we should all strive to look after ourselves both physically and mentally
1: to cope with that completely agree
0: so wh- where yeah. do we grab a copy of this book from
1: then william um i'll come to that in just a moment yeah. i just want to pick that last point Simon and, and just urge as if anybody out there is feeling that you know it is too difficult reach out and ask for help yeah yeah it's yeah, totally ask for help is is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of strength yeah um, and it's it's so important so just you know want to to put that in you can get the book uh you can get the book at amazon uh next day or you can get it from my website if you'd like a signed copy uh go to williambuse.com and uh, follow the links you'll find there and i'll pop a signed copy in the post to you yeah and your last name obviously william i think listeners we
0: can all spell william but bust is b-u-i-s-t b-u-i-s-t that's it yeah, yeah. that's great um, the, the other thing that I want to mention before we go on to the, the, the final question of giving listeners a lesson or a tip that they can take away, other than the thing you've just mentioned there, but uh, I think that's really important. Uh, you've mentioned as well uh, something for the listeners, an audit that listeners can take to this as well. Tell us a little bit more about that and give us the link to that audit as well.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks, uh, thanks, on The audit's a, a, a quiz, effectively, a quick quiz on the website, uh, and I'll give you the link in a moment. It's 20 questions uh, which we ask you to rate uh, against a scale that's described on the, on the quiz. Um, I then get those results. It, this isn't an automated report that comes out of the bottom uh, because I look at other metrics as well. So I might, if somebody fills it in, I will uh, have a quick look on LinkedIn and see what I can learn about in there. Because what I want to do is produce something that isn't just a kind of generic report that that tells you what you might like to do. I want to try and direct the support in the in the report to something that you can do today that's going to make a difference to your business today. Great. Um, so it may take a couple of days for me to get that report back to you but as soon as you filled it in you'll get an acknowledgement and uh, I'll be back to you within a couple of days. Uh, hopefully with something that, that adds a lot of value to you right now and you can use straight away. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, You'll find that at audit, so A-U-D-I-T, uh, com. So again, the Beust is B-U-I-S-T, so audit.williambused.com Right, perfect. So listeners,
0: you know where to go to get the book, uh, Amazon or the website, and you've got a, a great offer there of not only being able to take the audit but get this personalised um, sort of report back of how it's relevant to you as well so listeners strongly suggest that you do that uh, and it sounds like um, obviously they can probably find you on linkedin as well if people want to connect with you and reach out to you there is that is that your pre- favorite platform for social media
1: it is yeah and, and yeah. given my is your surname it's it's quite easy to find me there are <laughs> some, there are some other beasts there but uh, but not that yeah. many not that many good
0: So uh, William, if you could give the listeners one tip or lesson that they could take away that they can do something with following today's episode, that they can walk out in the next week and and implement, what's that lesson or tip that you'd like to share with the listeners today? So in
1: terms of intentional mastery, I think uh, the the biggest single thing you can do is to really think hard about what you do, what it is that you do that you really love and narrow down uh, from... You know, if you're, for example, if you're a coach, if you're a coach that coaches executives, perhaps you narrow that down into um, executives who've been in post for more than five years or, you know, some other metric that you can, that really resonates with you as something, somewhere where you can make a real difference. And if in doubt about whether to include something or take it out, go for narrowing rather than broadening. Always. Seek to mm. to the the real essence of what you are the very best at, and then think hard about how do I get better at that thing, yeah. whatever it is. How do I get better at doing that element yeah. of what I really love? Um, yeah. And you know, open offer to to all of uh, all of your listeners. Uh, very happy to have a you know half hour conversation and just help guide that conversation too. And Help you to think through where is it that I should focus.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think, and, and and that's a great offer as well. And listeners, you know, I strongly suggest that you take William up on that because the hardest thing for most of us when we stop listening to this episode will be, okay, so what am I really good at? Where do I start? You know, it's those first couple of steps. You know, if we look at a blank sheet of paper, we're we're probably not going to go anywhere. So, you know, reaching out, getting the help. Yeah, you know, getting that different perspective is really, really important. Uh, and then, as you say, you know, really focusing on that and working on that for mastery. That I think that's, that's a great tip. Thank you very much. Final question, then, William, if you're going to have your next coffee uh, in the flask that says not yours, um, <laughs> <laughs> with a favourite book, where would the coffee be drunk? You know, what's your favourite location? Um, you're a walker and a skier, so uh, I've, I've drunk some interesting coffees and um, hot chocolates over the last few weeks in the French Alps. Where would it be, and what would be your favourite book?
1: Well, the, the the Alps are fabulous. I love being high in the mountains, so anywhere that was up in you know that lovely crisp, clean, and probably quite cold air because I tend to go yeah. in the winter uh, is fabulous. The my my go-to book uh, that you know, I'll always go back to because it's constantly reminding me of things that I can work on, uh, is a book by Nancy Klein, who's based in Oxford, actually, it's not very far from here. Uh, It's a book called More Time to Think. More Time Uh, to Think. And uh, Nancy's work is really, uh, although it talks about thinking, obviously, because in the title, uh, a lot of what her book is about is about creating the environment, in which you can really be heard, be listened to. Um, And it's very much about the skill of listening um, and how to hone that skill. Um, Because when we listen well, we create the space for people to think. Uh, When we don't interrupt while they're doing that um, and, and be very comfortable with long pauses and the space for people just to let their minds work on a problem and think about it, without interruption, then we, and and that's a listening skill, you know, as much yes. as it is a thinking skill, um, then wonderful things start to happen because we, you know, the brain is an amazing thing. It has most of the answers we need if only we'd give it time to work them yeah. through. Yeah. And that's that's so a
0: great thought. Right. Yeah. And that's a great thought to end on as well, isn't it? Uh What, what a great way. And I'm sure that is a, a key, uh, to one of the essences of of mastery as well. Uh, so yeah, and as we say, listeners, you know, it's a journey. You know, don't beat yourself up because you're not there yet, or don't beat yourself up because you got there and it wasn't what you thought. It's a journey, and uh, you know, I'm sure by reaching out to William, reading the book Intentional Mastery, step beyond your expertise and build better business. Reading that, taking part in the audit will give you a better understanding of where you are on that journey, whether you're in, you know, practitioner expert or on the journey to mastery i'm sure you'll better define where you are and be better served by reaching out to william as well you've been a great guest you've shared so many things so many insights into mastery uh, and you've certainly helped me define the difference between being an expert and being masterful as well so thank thanks for being a great guest william
1: oh thank you Simon. it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed our our conversation yeah
0: and Listeners, all you have to do now is go and do something with what William has said. You know, define what you're really, really good at, that you really enjoy doing that You have that passion and enthusiasm for and then choose to be masterful at that uh, and make that your focus. And of course, leave us a review. Tell us what difference this has made to you. Leave a review of the podcast. And as always, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.